You are now listening to the Hot Take Podcast. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni and Josh Daddy. Time to make it hot. Welcome in to the Hot Take Podcast, sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. Download the Thrive Fantasy app or go to thrivefantasy.com today. Use promo code HOTTAKE and get 100% deposit match up to $100. It is week nine already. I cannot believe how quickly the season is flying by. And with me to discuss it today, the OG, Mr. Stephen Troni. What's up? What is going on, Josh? Yeah, another. I mean, like you said, this happens every year. the The season flies by. We got an extra week this year, so at least we get a little, little. It's not, you know, we're not like almost to the halfway point now. So I guess by like halftime of this week's games, we'll officially be that's the halfway point. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, me. been, <laughs> it's been it's been a crazy season. I'm excited. I mean, honestly, it. I got the giggles again. You know, it's like. This sort of thing where we just keep every week we get on here and we say, you know, look, you know, enter the promo code, download the app, like win some money. We're just going to keep yeah. doing it. I mean, we, Dr. Berm is on another one right now and it gives me the giggles a la Robbie Anderson from last year, who we'll get into a little bit later. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it, it happened again for those, for those who don't know. It happened again, and not only once did it happen, but it happened twice. What what am I referring to? Well, I'm referring to none other than our guy, Doctor Dan Berman, who took down uh, not oh, not one but two top five finishes in the last five days over on Thrive Fantasy. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, <laughs> let's go ahead and bring in. The doctor. <laughs> oh, let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's get a pop it, you know? Surprise. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's a, it's a week to celebrate. Cheers to Dr. Berman because what's unreal is. Fade <laughs> it out. Cut the music. This this is the fade spot right here. That's this. Just gotta just gotta trust the producer. <laughs> You're right. Um, this this is it's comical at this point because, like I said, I got the giggles just thinking about you know. Thrive being awesome and, you know, in the offseason, you know, sponsoring the show. And, you know, we, we decided, hey, we're, we're going to make this a fantasy and a props show. Uh, but you know what? We got to bring in the doctor. We got to bring in Berm. And what does he do? $12,000 later. What, what's the number, Berm? Yeah, it's it's around there. I think it's 11000 right now. Um, so, yeah, over 10 k So modest. <laughs> Uh, well, and this, yeah. week, this it, week was huge. Tell us all about it. You know, tell us all what happened. Three thousand this week, just uh, 
nailed uh, the Sunday slate. Those are usually tougher, in my opinion, because there's a lot less correlation going on. But nailed that, got 9 out of 10. Good enough uh, for uh, fourth place there. Uh, unfortunately, the first place finisher entered three lineups that were the exact same. So, you know, right. bumped down to fourth there. Uh, and then last night went 10 for 10, second place finish, both uh, $1,500 a piece. So it's been uh, it's been a productive week. And I got to say, uh, thanks to you guys for, you know, uh, just this connection with Thrive. I wouldn't be doing this otherwise without you guys. So a, a oh, big wow. thanks to you guys. And look what hey, look what you made me. A big cheers, buddy. Now I'm an cheers. arrogant asshole here with that. Uh, yeah, and for all you idiots that don't recognize what Dr. Berman is wearing, this is a cap. When you graduate, when you graduate uh, from Ohio State in a doctorate in, in psychology, uh, they give you that to wear. Um, and you walk across the stage and you're really smart. And that's what happens in life. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yes. So, yes, kudos. Bring, kudos. bring out the graduation cheers gear. Once again. Just for you guys. So cheers to that. Hopefully Fantastic. many more. And again, just a quick reminder, you can find Dr. Berm on Twitter and live the hashtag screenshot life uh, with him every week or twice in one week if you really want to at Peace by Inches FF. And uh, again, you can find me at Josh Daly 72 and you can find the OG Mr. Taroni at FF or I'm sorry, at FF Professor ST3 on Twitter and uh, fellas loaded show today. Um, we're almost six minutes in and we've been doing a lot of, a lot of celebrating. So we should probably just keep, keep on trucking. I'm going to remove the glasses cause it's hard to see through these um, <laughs> as cool as, as cool as they are. They look super cool. to see. I, I was like, who, is that Josh Gordon? Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't yeah. tell Brad Evans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, getting into, uh, the week nine slate, uh, again, you know, this is going to be, we're just going to kind of roll through the main uh, prop set here on Thrive. So I'll go ahead and pull it up. And again, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Thrive, um, basically you're going to cut out all the, you know, hours of research and you're only going to go kind of through the main fantasy players. Uh, they're going to set up 20 available player props here in the main slate every week. And your job is to pick 10 with a couple of in case of emergency picks or the ice picks as they're known. And each picks, uh, you know, basically assigned a fantasy value for the over and the under. And it's just like in DFS, you know, you get the most right, uh, you know, the writer you are, the, uh, the, the better you are off in the standings. Um, just an absolute ton of prizes being given away all year. Uh, this week, we are going to be going through this one on the screen here, the main $20 entry. So, you know, you're looking at a 40K prize pool again. Once again, 10K up top. And uh, as it filters through, we get into the picks here. And uh, I want to invite you guys to come prop up with us. And again, use promo code hot take to get that 100% deposit match up to $100. And first off uh, on the board here is Lamar Jackson. And this is one that I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, 305 and a half total passing and rushing yards. Um, we said this earlier, so I'll be brief. We said this earlier on one of these combined yardage props earlier in the year when it was a lot higher. I believe it was at 319 and a half. And I wanted to take it because of the sheer passing volume that we've seen from Lamar lately. Um, you know, him and Jalen Hurts are kind of, you know, right there as far as like 
fantasy points per game. Uh, a lot of this rushing yardage that we expected from Lamar uh, still kind of bankable. Uh, not so much as we've seen the previous couple seasons, but he's been making up with that with a lot of rushing yardage, or I'm sorry, passing yardage rather. And through the air, uh, even though you might not get as many points through your passing yards in your fantasy league, here on Thrive, they all count the same. So we're looking at basically, can you get to 306? Uh, fellas, I think that's why the over is slightly shaded uh, with a little less points, 95 for that. And then under is at 105. Uh, I'm just going to get eat the five points and take the over because I do think that this Minnesota defense is one that gives it up on a ground on the ground quite a bit. Uh, but they also don't have like a really solid secondary either to combat Lamar uh, and the Ravens passing attack. Um, I'll throw it to you first, professor. What are your thoughts on this one? He's going to hit it. Uh, he gets at least 50 rushing yards. He's done it every game except for one and three of the last or two of the last three games, sorry, three of the last four games, he's had at least 250 passing yards. So, you know, there was the one game against the Chargers that, you know, we've talked about before that kind of threw us for a loop that became this, you know, defensive game that we thought was going to be a shootout. So that was the one, you know, blemish over the course of the last few games. So it's just par for the course that he would hit this. It would be, it would be weird if he didn't sort of thing. Cause that's what he does. Um, if he's giving you 250 and 50, he's going to be right there. So, yeah, I don't have much to add there. I mean, he's basically he's basically the offense. Everything goes through him, of course. Uh, he's had a few rough weeks these last two weeks in particular. He's been a lot less efficient, but I I do think that you know 305 yards. If you give me the rushing yards with that. And the over does seem safe enough to give up the five points. So take the over. Josh, we can't hear you. My bad, fellas. Um, there you go. The, ki- the kids were getting a little rowdy upstairs, trying to trying to make it a clean show, you know, oh, okay. some of that ambient noise. But <laughs> the. Uh, but hey, you know, what, what did I say earlier? Trust a producer. You can't always do that. If, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but moving on, um, you know, move, move to the Trevor Lawrence prop. Uh, we can't give you guys all the plays. Obviously, we're only going to go through like half of them here. Um, so we, we're basically going to give you guys close to, you know, a, a whole pick set. Uh, but moving on to Trevor Lawrence, uh, we're looking at 20 and a half completions. Man, this one's going to be tough, Berm. Um, the over is 85 points, which is kind of gross. So I'm leaning towards an avoid on this. And then the under is at 115. Uh, now, I did personally bet uh, Trevor Lawrence under 223 and a half passing yards this week. But I don't know. Um, completions wise, you know, I always like the unders, but this the, the number seems like it might be a little low. What do you think? Yeah, so 21 completions uh, isn't very much. Uh, that's the first thing that you'll notice about this. But the Bills, I, I would think we would agree that they have a top five secondary, like, almost without question. They've got you know, Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, who's going to shut down whoever he covers, whether it's the left side of the field, right side of the field, or it's just he covers Marvin Jones the whole game. Um, who Marvin Jones has started out really hot, uh, but has cooled off lately. Uh, I think um, so. The, the thing that really scares me about taking this under, which is where I'm leaning here, um, 
The thing that does concern me is that last week, Trevor Lawrence threw the ball 54 times, which is a whole lot. He was totally and completely inefficient. Um, but that was against a Seattle team that you can throw the ball against a little bit better. Um, I think a better comparison that's more direct to what he's facing this week is um, what he faced in week two against the, against the Broncos, where he had an absolutely awful game. He only had like 14 completions uh, through a couple picks. Um, so I, I'm comfortable enough taking the under here with the added points because I think the Bills defense could just absolutely shut down this offense as it is now. Okay. Professor? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, he's done it three the last three weeks, so he's gotten that over on twenty one, um, right, by a wide margin. But you know, he hasn't played the Buffalo Bills, so um, <laughs> I, I would, you know, you're getting the points with the under. I'm probably avoiding this one altogether, which is a cop out answer, but I would <laughs> until the end. Uh, you know, that's how like with the ones that I'm unsure of, I'm going to get all the ones I'm sure about, and then if, at the end I only have nine, I'm going to look back through. Right. Um, and this is probably one I'm going to avoid altogether, though, at, at the same time, just because I do believe that he can hit the over. Um, and it wouldn't be something I would pound the under on. So I, I think he can hit the over just because he's done it. James Robinson being limited this week. If he plays, uh, he's going to be limited again. I think Carlos is still going to get some sort of run. Um, and if James Robinson doesn't play altogether, that would imply more passing for for Lawrence. So he, he I think he could hit the over. Yeah, so two two avoids from the panel here. So I'm not going to click any buttons. Uh, however, I think we might have a little bit more conviction on this one, uh, on this next one here, uh, which brings us to one of our new segments. Berm's Lock of the Century of the Week. Berm, we're looking at Derek Carr for your Lock of the Century of the Week. Is this true? Yes, yes. Um, so this, I think, here. It is a gift that I will gladly hammer in probably every entry that I'm submitting on Thrive this week. So Carr, so the the over here would be just be two touchdown passes, which he's thrown two touchdown passes in literally every game except for one uh, with against the Bears, where it was just an awful game offensively for the entire team. Um, also, on a side note, I know it doesn't affect this prop here, but he's also thrown a pick five of his seven games, so he's really uh, a fan of that. 2-1 line that he just keeps on having every single week. Um, anyways, so uh, Vegas has this. Um, if you wanted to bet that he would get two touchdowns, you're paying a price here. It's at minus 170 most places. Yep. So the fact that you're actually getting 10 points here, I think, is, is a gift. And I'm going to hammer this on every single entry that I have. Yeah, love it. I completely agree. Uh, Professor, what say you? I got nothing to add to that. That's perfect. Hit that over. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. The moving on to the next one, a bit of a berm special, but like on a weekly rolling basis because we love hitting the under for the 125 points on these interception, uh, you know, these interception props. And we got I think uh, we like three out of four times, or maybe my math is wrong there, but it's okay, it's I, worked like every time except for maybe once. I swear it's hit like six out of eight weeks so far. Um, okay, that's better. Berm, that sounds right. More right. It's pretty solid. Uh, Berm, we're talking <laughs> about Joe Burrow though, and I know you wanted to discuss this one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So this this uh, under on the interceptions prop has been so kind to anyone betting that, and I think people are catching <laughs> on to it. By the way. 
Um, the one quarterback that has ruined this, and I was kind of hesitant about taking it that week, was Joe Burrow against the Ravens. Uh, here, I, I think he redeems himself. I, I like the under enough here that I'll probably use this prop in about 75% of my entries. Um, yeah, it's been money all year getting this under. I don't know if he's – I feel like this is going to be a slower-paced game, essentially. I feel like he's not going to throw the ball um, at a, a whole ton here. Um, whatever needs to get done, essentially, is what he'll end up doing. And I like him just not throwing a pick here and it's for the extra 25 points, essentially. So I'll have this again this week. Two teams I mean, it's a great, the ball. it's a great call a and a great opportunity to hit this under because the Browns have only had three interceptions all year. So, I mean, it's a great call. I mean, they have good cornerbacks. Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams are good, but they can't stop anybody really. So I, this is the week that it would hit and make sense. And well, I, I do want to add one thing though. Um, I think the value for this, I think a lot of people are catching one. Uh, I've, yeah. I've been keeping track of the percentages of how many people actually pick like certain props. Um, and it's gone up every single week for oh, yeah. this exact prop. It's about 50%, I think, what last week. Yeah. So, people, yeah, no doubt. People are checking the leaderboard. It's just like DFS. You can see how many people picked the over and the under, uh, you know, with your plays. So, it's uh it's absolutely increasing in popularity was not the case uh you know yet about it was weighted about a good two-thirds of the people were taking the overs uh you know in the beginning of the season and then it's kind of leveled out but uh to be fair when we picked this last time burn we were hammering the under and that was a garbage pick by burrow um i mean it was like a cheesy tipped ball and you know it is what it is but it's uh it was a cheesy pick it cheesy it's a total hero over for everyone that uh, that picked it the wrong way, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but moving on and moving down uh, in that game, uh, let me let me not forget to click the under because that's that's definitely the way we're rolling here on the hot take this week. Uh, Professor, I'm going to throw it to you here for the DJ Moore prop. Basically, is he getting a tutty uh, over 115 points and under is 85 points? I'm just going to go ahead and back up and let you have the floor on this one. Well, th this is more just an opportunity to talk about the Panthers as a whole. And I think that, you know, there was some hope that maybe they could have been a good offense, like a competent offense with Sam Darnold. Maybe that there was some sort of improvement right. from Teddy Bridgewater. Um, that's not the case. Uh, Sam Darnold is not better than Teddy Bridgewater last year, which <laughs> I don't know. Just take that for however you want. Like, and you know, this brings me back to the giggles with Robbie Anderson, infamously on the hot take, Josh, you know, back in our audio days when we were like in the basement or something with like no microphones and the lights were off. Uh, I giggled about Robbie Anderson because he wasn't being drafted in 2019. You know, he's being drafted as like the wide receiver 65. Sorry, 2020. Yeah, my years. Yeah. Um, this year I was on Rum Boys after dark and. They, you know, he, he wanted us to, all, there were like nine people on panel. He wanted me to have shout out to, shout out to Robbie. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to 32-bit over there. Um, and, you know, he, he wanted a bust. So I gave him Robbie Anderson. This was in August. I gave him Robbie Anderson as my bust. 
I had, you know, my stats to back it up. You know, you can't, you know, sustain that volume that he had in 2020. How could it ever work in 2021? But then I go ahead and draft Robbie Anderson. And I just want everyone to know that there's something in fantasy football that most analysts aren't going to tell you about. And that's that reverse psychology weird thing that you might do. And you probably do it more often in best ball and in DFS is where you go the other way, where you say, you know what, I'm all over this, but I need something over here. And I went Robbie Anderson just going off value of the board, going off of, you know, look, he's still there. He's at the top of the ADP. You know, I think he's a value here. I think he finally fell to a point where I'm comfortable getting him. That will get you in trouble. Do not look at ADPs and follow your gut. Robbie Anderson is, you know, a great football player, but it's it's not working out. And the writing was on the on the wall for him. That's my rant. Going back to DJ Moore, that's another one. Bring it back. You know, hit your nine that you're comfortable with. If you want the points, I say hit the over on that touchdown, uh, especially if Sam Darnold is out in this game. Uh, if it's <laughs> if it's PJ Walker, I feel much more comfortable hitting that over on the on the touchdown for DJ Moore. Berm, what do you think about the Moore touchdown? Yeah, I'm staying away from this one completely. I feel like it's they're not going to put up a ton of points. Um, I mean, it feels like a lower scoring game to me, so yeah. I'm staying away. But I I do like uh, one point in particular that this uh, the professor just made, and that's hedging your bets, which is something that I. I think there is a little bit of benefit too, especially in best ball, which I have hedged so much as far as I don't have exposure to this guy. I don't have exposure to this guy. What if he goes off and he's the number one fantasy player the whole year? It happens. You got to go. And those are my worst plays by far. Those are the worst. Especially in DFS situations, because if you're thinking one way, a lot of people are thinking that way. Go the opposite way, get the low ownership, you know, exposure rate. And, you know, you got yourself maybe potentially something better than that guy that, you know, everyone has that put up 15 points. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Uh, Berm, have you done any, because this is one of those props that we see one or two of every week and the over is always, you know, a little spicier than the under and deservedly so because, you know, touchdowns are kind of unpredictable and they're always like a wild card every week. I believe Kelsey's the other one down the slate when we get further down this week, which we won't discuss, but have you seen any trends as far as, you know, from week to week now that we're, you know, eight weeks of data in, um, have you seen anyone, you know, like trending more towards the over or the under on these when they're, uh, when they're kind of spiced up a little more for the over? So I, I've seen the opposite, actually. I've seen people taking the under in the majority uh... of cases, regardless of the, regardless of the juice okay yeah see so that's that, that's a really popular a really popular play is the under on almost all of these touchdown uh, yes props. yes and that's and, and uh I, that's i have this as an in case of emergency and leaning the under so i'm kind of avoiding it but kind of not um so that makes sense uh moving on to another one another quarterback combo yardage prop uh, all the ones i like to talk about this week are all just like combo yardage props that uh to me seem like they're pretty reasonable um this one here i'm going the under though on jalen hurts uh we got the chargers coming to philly and i know that the eagles just waxed the floor with the lions and the the chargers have looked kind of pissy the last couple weeks but uh bill belichick just kind of seems to have uh the chargers number and you know looking at the way that the chargers play 
I mean, I think they're just kind of a natural fit to, to beat the Eagles outright in um, what could get into kind of an ugly game and a letdown spot here for, uh, for the Eagles, but 310 and a half passing and rushing yards. Uh, not only is that more than Lamar, which again, I mentioned them in the same sentence earlier, and there's probably good reason that thrive has them listed this way uh, with the over at 105 and the under at 95. But I mean, you look at, Hertz being so consistent this year up until last week against Detroit, he basically had over 20 points in every single week in fantasy for you. But uh, we're talking about yardage here and this is a prop game and he's not really getting you there in the passing department. And yeah, like last week he had 70 some yards on the ground, but I mean, he's going to need to get 70 some yards again on the ground, which is possible against this chargers run defense. They definitely, you know, we saw what Lamar did and kind of how the Ravens played them. Uh, and then, you know, also, you know, you see that Jalen Hurts is kind of, you know, they're, I mean, there's, he has a great deep ball, but they're kind of struggling as far as the scheme of the offense. And, and it's just weird. They, they want to start running once Miles Sanders gets hurt. And I, I don't know. I know they like to, to throw the ball a lot, but it seems like things are trending the other way. And maybe Nick Sirianni's getting a little smarter uh, for, for that reason. I'm personally taking the under on three ten and a half yards uh, total yards. Professor, you lean in one way or another on this one? Yeah, I think you you, you hit it out of the park with that. I mean, you know, the, just looking at the Lamar stuff, you know, why why wouldn't you just hit the Lamar uh, over there and get the same amount of points um, in comparing the two? Um, yeah, he's he he hasn't been anywhere close to this. Um, three of the last four games. Um, he's in, he hasn't broken 200 passing yards, um, last week, like you said, like, even if he gets 77 rushing yards, I mean, he's going to have to double what he did passing last week against Detroit. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, like Lamar, we talk about that game again against the chargers that, you know, we're asking Lamar to do all that and get, get all those yards. I, I think he solidly hit his under that week. Um, so yeah, I, I would bet against Hertz based on, what we saw against the Ravens uh, with this Chargers team, you know, you think if they can scheme against Lamar, they could scheme against uh, Jalen Hurts in this. So yeah, I would, I would smash the under. Yeah. I guess where I'm at is uh, you know, you want, there's the, the prop is higher for Hurts. Whereas I feel like these offenses are trending in two different directions. I think the dusty backfield that the Ravens have with these third, fourth and fifth string, you know, 2016 pro bowlers is, is just, you know, it's it's going the opposite way, and they're trending more towards a pass-heavier offense, whereas the Eagles are kind of getting a little more balanced. Berm, what are your thoughts on the Hurts prop? Yeah, uh, the under is definitely the way to go here. I mean, I you don't even, like, consider this prop if it doesn't have the rushing yards attached to it. Um, right. Since, and, well, since, the, I'll give the opposite side of the argument just for, you know, to be a contrarian here. Um, so the, the Chargers, their biggest defensive struggle has been against the run. Uh, and so last week, uh, uh, Boston Scott, Howard, Gainwell, well, maybe not so much Gainwell, but they were serviceable. And I, and I feel like they'll end up taking enough of those rushing yards away that Jalen Hurts won't be able to get to this total. Um but they might call some more designed runs for Jalen Hurts, just depending on how much they actually trust Boston Scott and, you know, the, the second tier guys there. So, but I mean, the under is the way to go here if you're looking at the trend, of course. 
Yeah, so that's a sweep for us. All three of us are picking the under on this one. Uh, next one, even up 100 points for Austin Eckler on the over and the under. 94 and a half total yards. Um, for me, Austin Eckler is uh, one of those guys that's kind of like a, a CMC light, uh, where he's just going to get absolute ton of targets, and you know he's basically going to, uh, you know, get himself you know some carries. Not a lot. He's never been like the workhorse type, but I mean, if you're just looking at you know him getting you know 45 ish yards both ways, I feel like that's absolutely doable. So you really only need him to, to get one more carry or one more catch to kind of to hit that over. And that's the way I'm leaning, especially since it's even up on the points this week. Um, Berm, I'll throw it to you first. Do you have any leans on the Austin Eckler total yardage, 94 and a half? Yeah, I, I think the over is the way to go here. He's going to be the guy who's you – know, I, I like how you, you put it. He's like the uh, – this guy like the poor man CMC. Um He's going to get those yards one way or another, however they get him the ball. Um, so he's going to have enough touches that I think, you know, a hundred yard day for him is definitely feasible. The Eagles defense last week looked great, but that was against the Lions. I think we see a uh, much. Sorry, Josh. Uh, it, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Josh. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think we see, I think we see um, uh, the Eagles defense get a little more exposed against a better offense here. So. Yeah, he hasn't hit this point total, this yards total, sorry, one time. And Josh, can you guess which game that was where he didn't hit this 94 and a half? Who's that? The uh uh Ravens? It was the Ravens game. Yeah, that's why I so every other he smashed this, so yeah. Over. Yeah, I mean it's and it's even up. They're not even juicing the point total one way or the other, which is you know, it is what it is. Um moving on, so we'll smash that over real quick. Uh, but just real quick disclaimer. Looking real doubtful for Nuke here and uh, Kyler, especially um, reports earlier in the week, in the middle of the week, not good at all for Kyler. And now it's even sounding like, you know, Hopkins may miss, um, even though AJ Green, as he said, you know, Nuke don't practice, but he plays. Uh, so be very careful. I mean, if, if you are going to use these, just just I, I would probably shade each of these towards the under. Um, with the Debo prop, uh, both of these in the same game, five and a half total yards. Uh, Debo's been getting an absolute ton of yak. Um, you know, that's why him and Jamar Chase are both basically up there uh, in the receiving yards. Jamar Chase actually more air yards, but Debo Smith just a ton of yak on the ground. Um, not necessarily racking up just a ton of catches though, uh, but it's weird to see a guy like this high up in the receiving yardage, uh, you know, alpha wide receiver one and and have such a high average yards per catch. Um, and a lot of that yak has to do with Debo's fantasy production. So uh, with him also being questionable, I don't know, man, I just tend to kind of shade the under on these questionable players. So uh, that's just kind of my lean as a whole. Um, would love to get your thoughts, but with both of these guys being questionable, uh, I'm taking the unders. Um, I may be leaning towards Debo as an in case of emergency pick but probably avoiding these both in general, uh, especially with Nuke being so iffy on the health side. Uh, Professor, what say you about this game with Arizona and San Fran's receivers? Two quick thoughts with Hopkins. If he does play and Colt McCoy is the starter, <laughs> it's scary because of the injury, because of what happened last week where he caught one ball for 60 yards and then he was done and then he came back, yeah. whatever. 
But this is one of those where if you want to go the other way and hit that over with a Colt McCoy uh, in there, I, I would do that and get those points because if it's McCoy, I think that he's at, and we're probably not going to see AJ Green in this game. I think that he'll hyper target D Hop more so than Kyler would. Uh, with Debo, Kittle's coming back, so that's that's narrative enough to go under for that for for Debo this week. I like it, Burr. and then again, and then again with Colt McCoy, you would assume that they're going to be up in this game, not as much passing. Yeah, see, and I'm leaning the other way. I think San Fran's actually. I've already bet San Fran um, earlier in the week. I t- I sprinkled a little more San Fran uh, the later as we got this kind of injury news that uh, it's looking pretty. Pretty questionable for uh, for the wrong side of questionable for Kyler, I should say. Um, but good point about Nuke maybe being hyper targeted. That's uh, that was kind of in the back of my mind as well. So I'm kind of I'm glad you brought that to to the show and actually put that out there in the airwaves. Um, Berm, your thoughts on both of these guys? Uh, I am staying away from both of these completely. Uh, there's just too much uncertainty, and when there's too much uncertainty, um, I'm either going to play the exact same lineup twice except with both sides of this or i'm just going to avoid it completely and the easier way is just to avoid it completely and i'm just staying away too many unknowns right now so I, i'm not making a call yeah 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 there's really not here. yeah yeah we're really not giving you guys picks but we're giving you guys some sound advice so i'm glad you're listening um you know real quick disclaimer on the aaron Rodgers uh passing yards and the derrick henry combined yardage um we already know those guys are out so you're not going to be able to lock those picks in. You're going to want to avoid those. So really this slate's been condensed down to 18 picks. Um, and moving on from a couple that we don't really want to play to a couple that I think you're probably anxious to play, Berm. Uh, the first one being Aaron Jones. I'll throw it to you. 65 and a half rushing yards, even up 100 points. What way are you leaning? Yeah, so my first thought here was, well, I mean, of course you hope you hammer the over 65 yards with, uh, you know, you're going to have a backup QB in. Sounds like a run-heavy game plan, but the thing is here, I feel like there are more scenarios that could play out that that immediately come to my mind, at least, where the under actually is a little bit more appealing here for me. So first okay. off, we have A.J. Dillon. He's been taking a larger role. And if you look at the uh, uh, what Vegas has the line at here, uh, A.J. Dillon is – his is around 43 rushing yards. Yeah, actually, so, that's – so many people have bet the over um... – that I saw that thing move and now it's back down. I, I saw it at 38 and a half and 37 and a half for AJ Dillon. So I, I hammered 37 and a half. I put a two unit bet on that bad boy. Very nice. Very, very, very sharp play. I like it. Um, but yeah, I, on, on that point, uh, AJ Dillon, he's, he's taking a lot of the workload. So assuming he snipes like 10 plus carries for Aaron Jones, that's not going to help. And we also don't know whether Jordan Love is going to be able to get anything going offensively. And if he can't, that just hurts everyone's production. And even if they do have a productive offensive day, they're still playing the Chiefs who can put up put up points when they're playing well. And if they're uh, coming from behind, then you know that doesn't bode well for the rushing game regardless. So there's more scenarios here. It doesn't sound like a lot of yards to get for Aaron Jones, and he's hit this many times this year, but there's more scenarios here where the under is actually more appealing to me. Right, but you look at the way that they used him against the Cardinals. Uh, Professor, do you think that's kind of the way it is, more of like a check down Charlie game for Jordan Love, and we see a little more Aaron Jones through the air instead of on the ground? 
I don't know Jordan Love's tendencies, so I, I'm not sure if he'll check it down right. as much. I don't True. think I don't think he's gonna check it down as much as A Rod would. Um, and this is a tough one. Um, I, I would lean under the, the you know, like Berm is saying, the narrative is there. Um, right. You, it's implied that they'll be down in this game. They're gonna have to pass a lot, but I think the only way that they're or the best way that they're gonna move the ball is potentially through the ground. Um, but then, of course, you know, A.J. Dillon comes to mind. So that's where it really gets murky because if it wasn't so much for A.J. Dillon and, you know, I would think they're still going to try to move the ball through the ground. Yeah. But I think they're going to use both. So I think the under is the way to go here. Yeah, something uh, something that I forgot to mention when we were talking about the, um, you know, the Burrow, the Burrow props when you mentioned the Packers running it a lot. Um, you know, the Bengals run the ball more than anybody except when they get in the red zone and, you know, going up against a run heavy Browns team. Um, another reason that we really like the burrow interception under, but yeah, two, two unders and a lean towards the under. That means we're going under on Aaron Jones here on the hot take. So good stuff. Uh, professor, I'll swing it back to you once again. Um, I know you also want to talk about this one, Berm, but 26 and a half completions for Stafford. Um, a little tricky here with the game script. I think that's kind of going to be the ultimate factor here against the Derek Henry list Titans. Um, professor, no, the Titans without their king. Um, what are we doing here on Stafford? 115 points on the over and an 85 on the under. What way are you leaning? I want to lean the under. So, you know, when I see the points like this, it, it makes me want to stay away because I initially think it's an under. So I don't want to hit that. Um, so the way I would play this is I wouldn't. Um, and I don't think there's a scenario where I would want to hit that over. Um, I think the Titans are going to be competitive in this game. They've been competitive in games where, you know, we think, oh, they don't have a chance. Well, they beat the Bills, you know, and, and there's been instances where they've really competed. So that's where the over would hit, you know, obviously. If the Titans can be competitive, I think they can be. But again, I think it's still going to lean under. Um, he just doesn't do it enough times to, over the course of the year. And if you know, I think they're going to be up in the game. So, you know, I, I'm probably staying away from this one. Yeah, you made some good points, uh, some of which I agree with, which also has me leaning towards an avoid slash in case of emergency leaning the under. But Berm, what side are you on? All right. Well, let me give you my um, also, I guess, in the middle kind of take here. Uh, so I don't love the 27 completions uh, being required here, but I will take take the over in about 50% of my entries. Um, right now, Vegas has this prop at around 25, 26, and if you if you assume that the Titans do end up keeping it a game, even without Derrick Henry, uh, I think that there's gonna that he's gonna have to pass the ball enough that he'll hit this against a pretty not so good Titans uh, secondary. So in about 50%, I'm going to end up taking the 15 points here and the rest I'm going to avoid. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I know caught look comparing some of these up yesterday, you know, looking at Stafford had uh, that 26 and a half out there and then, you know, seeing how it's kind of, it's gone down to 25 and a half here recently uh, makes me kind of, yeah, it's it kind of just tell you what way you know some of the people are leaning that are that are hammering the props. So, uh, well, gentlemen, I think that 
pretty much wraps it up here for week nine. Um, you know, trying to keep this hot streak going. I, it's definitely seems like it's my turn. So I'll do, I'll do my best, but big shoes to fill hard act to follow whatever, you know, cliche term you want to use or expression. Um, the following of Mr. Berm, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. So yeah. definitely going to do my best, but it's any Dr. final thoughts to you? That is <laughs> Not Mr. Any, any final thoughts at all, Berm? Uh, let's just make it a fun, another fun week. Hopefully uh, we get some, uh, someone winning here. I That's hope. right. That's right. Professor, yeah. any final thoughts? Yeah. Just go download the thrive app. I mean, you know, you can listen to the show. We're going to help you get through it. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, some of these props, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty doable here. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're sharp, if you're playing fantasy football, you're doing DFS, you can hit some of these, um, you know, Dr. Berman obviously is smarter than all of you, so he does have an advantage, but, you know, it's possible, and he's showing you it is possible. Um, I think we have to send it off with uh, all about money on the way out. We might have we might have to, and uh, everybody else might just have to deal with it. So, ladies and gentlemen, really do appreciate you guys stopping by here for this week nine episode of the Hot Take Podcast. And for myself... You can find me at Josh Daly 72 on Twitter for the OG, Mr. Steven Troni at FF professor ST three and for the money man, Dr. Berm at piece by inches FF. This has been the hot take podcast. <laughs>